Death Star. That thing's operational. Dr. Banner. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Welcome to episode 5 of The Usual Podcast, the podcast where we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall, and with me is my co-host, Will. Say hello, dude. Yo. <laughs> and we're just sitting here enjoying our usual frosty beverage. What you got this week, man? This week I've got the hard stuff. I busted out a Sprite. That, that's it? Well, Yeah. Nothing in it. No, it's it's a big step because it's a big step because I uh, I have cut myself off cold turkey from diet soda. Oh, so uh, I'm now in my fifth day. No withdrawals. No withdrawals. No withdrawals. So I'm uh, drinking uh, drinking my Sprite. Sprite's okay, dude. Eventually you'll get there. I I support. I support you. Thank you. (laughs) I got to stop drinking that formaldehyde. Exactly. There's a lot of stuff in that stuff, dude. But. Anyway, I'm drinking Dogfish Head 90-Minute IPA again, but this week, I'm drinking it in a Darth Vader mug. I love how you're showing it up to the camera that nobody can see. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, it's not a visual medium, but they should, if I don't hold it up, they won't know, right? Oh, good point, good point, good point. (laughs) So, I I have a question. What makes it a 90-Minute IPA as opposed to, like, an 88-Minute IPA? It's, It's the hopping, it's the time they're hopping it. Dry hops. I think. I have to Dry humping? It. What? Hops. 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 I got it. Come on, man. We're talking hops. It's beer. Hops. Yeah, I got your hops. <laughs> I got your hops right here. <laughs> anyway, uh, so <laughs> after listening to last week's show, I got this funny idea. Um, it would be a terrible game. Okay, so you know how sometimes if you listen Spit it to out, this, dude. Okay. Well, okay. See? Now, you're, <laughs> you know, I'm trying to bury the lead a little bit. Uh, so I was thinking because I kind of, I was listening back to the show and I repeat myself kind of a lot. I say, dude, man, um, what is some, I mean, I'm in, that, I'm in. Yeah. I do say that too. It, you know, look, if that was a drinking game, if you decide to be brave enough to play that game, let me know. All right. Uh, moving on. Uh, so before we get started, <laughs> Before we get started, if you have comments or questions or want to read the blogs discussed on the show, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com, email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com, and find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash theusualpodcast. We're also on pinterest.com slash theusualpodcast as well, and on swotornetwork.com. And I found out I don't have to post the stuff up there anymore. He's doing it for us, which is awesome. Because awesome. I totally forgot the other week. So thank you to Swotorn Network. It's an awesome site. Slacker. Exactly. So you can also reach me at Darth Pops on Twitter, and Will can be found at I am Will Griggs. Uh, of course, take the time to give us a positive rating on iTunes and like and share us on all the social medias. Um, as the same as last week, we're going to do the timestamps uh, in the show notes for our non SWOTOR fans. We start the show every week talking about uh, Star Wars The Old Republic. If you're not into Star Wars The Old Republic or gaming at all and just want to listen to us talk about Star Wars geek and pop culture, uh, you can just skip ahead. We're making it easy for you. We'll put the timestamps in there. Uh, you know, give us feedback on Twitter. Leave us a comment on Facebook or on our website if you have su- any other suggestions on how we can improve the show. And we had a couple this week, which we'll talk about when we get to the SWOTOR section. So thank you, SWOTOR community, for your suggestions. We appreciate that. 
So before we get to that, uh, we will be recording, well, I'll be recording with Josh, the Flipside Podcast, episode three tomorrow, so look for that next week as well. And, you know, as we're shamelessly plugging, of course, donate to our site, help us out in any way you can, just scroll down on our website on the left-hand side in the footer, and you can donate any bit, any little bit you want, a buck, two bucks, it's all good. It hundred bucks, a million bucks. Hey, you do that. And no matter what you donate, even if it's a dollar, we'll give you a shout out on the show. So keep that up. All right. So ready for Sotor? Absolutely. All right. So Sotor this week, uh, we want to start out with some more community shout outs. First of all, a big shout out to Bad Feeling Podcast. As you, if you've listened to our other shows, you know we dig those guys. Um, they they gave us a little feedback on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> so if you listen to last week's show. I, I got brave. I put some bumpers in at the last minute. Uh, bumpers. Bumpers. Turns out they were a little loud. And I apologize if I blew out anybody's eardrums. Uh, Bad Feeling tweeted me and basically said, dude, I love the show, but, you know, look, the Wookiee roars, you got you to gotta check the levels on that. And so we apologize for any eardrum ruptures. But, uh, but again, that's the feedback we're looking for. So I'll turn those down. Um, I might even change them. I might even not even have Wookiee roars this week. Who knows? Who knows what I'm going to do? And although the usual podcast does uh, apologize for the loudness of the rookie wars, it does in no way uh, indemnify us from making sure that we uh, pay for your medical bills. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for the disclaimer, dude. You got us out of some. Uh, we, we're not going to get sued, which is important because <laughs> we just asked for money a second ago. <laughs> <laughs> All right. They can take our name. Oh, right, right, right. right. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Chinook also on Twitter helped us out a lot. Um, you know, I was talking back and forth with him, uh, talking about San Diego Comic-Con. Um, he's a San Diego local. Um, hopefully I'll be able to meet up with him. We'll be able to meet up with him when we go down to San Diego and do the cantina. Sadly, I was very sad to learn that he's been going to Comic-Con for 11 years. Wow. Could not get badges this year. How is that possible? RNG. <laughs> I Good mean... Point. I, I mean, we talked about this last week, but getting tickets to Comic-Con is not easy. And it's no, kind of it luck. Of, it's kind of luck of the draw. And sadly, uh, poor Chinook did not get tickets this year. So I said, look, we'll meet up. We'll do some stuff. We'll definitely do the cantina. Um, and hopefully between now and then he can finagle some some badges, at least for a day or two. So who knows? Badges? We don't need no stinking badges. Exactly. So um, the the one thing I wanted to highlight from him, because this is one of the best pieces of feedback I think we got all week. Well, it's not even feedback. It's just, just praise, which I dig. Uh, his tweet said, I listened to the first three episodes of The Usual Podcast with Darth Pops and I Am Will Griggs. Yeah, they made it into my regular lineup. Woo! Thank you, sir, for that. We're very excited. We're happy to be <laughs> in your eardrums every week. Exactly. So we'll keep doing it. Keep listening and uh, let us know if we made your regular lineup. We'll be down with that. I like it. I like it. So uh, that's it for community shoutouts. Should we get to our weeks in game or what? Absolutely. I'm going to take a sip of beer here. So you tell, what did you do this week, dude? Okay. Well, considering I just said absolutely in response to you starting sections twice in the last, I don't know, five minutes, I think that's going to make its way into the drinking game. (laughs) So when Will says absolutely, drink. Absolutely. (laughs) All right, now uh, week in game. This week was a pretty, uh, pretty focused week for me in game. I uh, spent it all doing Gree, um, considering they don't do it too often, and 
being the uh, achievement whore I am, I've got to make sure I work on it when I can. Yeah, the um, Gree's back. Woo. It is. I went through the uh, the Gree uh, with uh, seven out of my eight tunes, which was nice. And uh, <laughs> and uh, Marshall let me know about the Gray Seekin, which I don't know how I never looked up in the sky and saw this big, huge thing. <laughs> well, <I've> only been... <laughs> when we got together last night, it was hilarious. I was like, all right, so then after we do this, we'll go up to the Gray Seekin and do the other ones. And he's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. So there are other dailies up in the giant ship above Ilum. Yeah, and I didn't even realize there was a giant ship above them. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, I go to the vendor and I buy my, my activation pass or whatever it is. And, you know, we we run it through on, what, three or four different tunes last night? Yep. And then we're going through on our first one before, of course, Marshall, you know, walked us into the wrong entrance. And he yeah. got one-shotted by the Elite. We were, well, look, uh, I, he I, said, I, look up. And so I just changed my camera angle and I looked up <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I did not even see that there. <laughs> Look, I got it confused. For some reason, I thought I was on a pub tune. It was really an imp tune. Uh, I died. Which is even funnier because later on, we were playing a pub tune. He goes, oh, this is my first time running uh, the Gree event with a pub tune. <laughs> I've been playing a lot of pub lately, which is sad because I'm an imp at heart. <laughs> uh, all right. How about you, Marshall? What did you do this week? Uh, that's it, man. I did Gree. I greeted it up with you. Um, I'm trying to max my rep before they go away. Uh, my goal before they go away on Tuesday is just to get it, get it maxed out. I'm, I'm under 9,000, uh, you know, to get to, uh, to, to get legendary. So I'm excited about that. Um, I forgot actually, I was listening to a teeny cast today and they reminded me that they do bolster. I forgot that this event bolsters. So if you're level 50 to 59, I suppose you are bolstered to level 60. So I'm going to run all my tunes. In the next couple days, all I think I have twelve that are fifty-five, something like that. So I thought um, I was badass with my eight. (laughs) No, I think I have twelve fifty-fives and I have three sixties. So I'm gonna run all the tunes through um, at least once, and that I'm thinking that'll get me pretty close. So that's my goal this week. Um, I have no other focus besides Gree. Um, I'd like to get back into crafting and stuff next week, but you know that's for future me to deal with. So I'm more excited about. uh, getting the greed going so uh, who knows when they'll be back that's you know that's the thing that kills me about it I, I i really enjoy this event i i don't know why it comes back so infrequently um it'd be really nice to see it more often what do you think well i think it comes back so infrequently because the Gree are on their you know cross galaxy tours of you know <laughs> so you know it all depends on the Gree. in that no ship you to... didn't know they had <laughs> absolutely <laughs> Damn it! Uh, I didn't even. <laughs> it's a giant ship, bro. Huge. No, I, I'm not so much upset about the giant ship as the fact that I keep saying absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and drink. Uh, yeah, that, that's. Uh... <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm excited about the Gree. I want them to come back at least a few times a year. Um, you know, I would like to see. Oh, we'll talk about that in a minute. I want to see some new events too. Honestly. Uh, that's something I really enjoy events. It really makes it seem like, you know, if I'm not out of town or something, if it's 12 XP or not 12 XP, if it's double XP or anything like that, like that really is an incentive for me to kind of make sure I, I log into the game. You know, I don't get to play as much as I used to, but I I get in the middle of the night if I have to, if something's going on. So I will definitely be up late tonight, green it up. So, yeah. um, 
you know. So uh, hopefully Bioware's listening. <laughs> Are you listening? Hello. Hello. <laughs> more, more events. More frequent. Go. Okay. Let's talk some SWOTOR news. Uh, all right. So Open Victory Tournament coming soon. Did you see, did you see this? I did, but you know, once it said uh, you know ops, I was like, oh, all right, it's time to close that window. You're like, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. I'm a peace out. <laughs> no, but so if you didn't hear, Bioware is partnering with ESL, um, which is a um, basically an esports league, uh, and they're going to host their first ever Operation Victory tournament. It's a contest to speed run our eight man story mode operations from Shadow of Revan. And uh, we want, and then basically this first post is to give us about a week's notice. Uh, if you have time to get your teams together, establish your strategies, etc. I think this will be really fun for people that do this content. Um, I can't imagine me having the time, um, since I'm not even in an ops group, to not only get in an ops group, but get into an ops group that, you know, I mean, look, it's not going to happen this time. But I, I, I really am glad to see them. People have been talking about esports for a long time, um, mostly around Hutball. Uh, you know, but I think this is a great start. PVE is a good start. And then, you know, PVP might be around the corner. So, um, you have any thoughts? Oh, well, anything that, that, uh, expands us on to the standard of what we expect from, from Sotor. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and I'm with you. And I think this is a really good, I mean, and look, and some of the rewards, I mean, this is so cool. Okay. So they're saying, uh, the competition will be team based and all operations will be eight man story mode. Qualifying heat be, will be in a week, starting, uh, I guess, when the Gree uh, leaves on Tuesday. Uh, the entire tournament will be run over a few weeks uh, to, with, your, with you submitting your time runs to ESL. Uh, the best teams of the qualifying round will advance to the final round, and winners uh, will be based on details we'll provide. And there are some serious rewards for grabbing uh, up for grabs, so but not limited to cash prizes for the top two teams, in-game items, and even a trip to our guests to be our guest at Star Wars Celebration. I mean, those are like real-life things, dude. I know, right? It's not so just cartel coins. You could yeah. actually go to Anaheim. Yeah, and that's that's. I think that's huge. I think that's going to be great. Obviously, you know, the high-end guilds will own this thing, but, I mean, it'll be really fun to watch. I mean, I imagine they're going to have to film them and post them. It'd be really cool to see how fast these guys can do this content, um, what corners they cut and stuff like that. I think it'll be really fun You know to what watch. the cool thing about it is? Is, like, you could have those big, you know... 200 people guilds that you know totally conquer all of the you know weekly con- conquests and stuff like that but who knows there might be some tiny little eight person guild out there that mm-hmm. does nothing but run ops and they're just gonna wipe the floor with people that are you know groups that are much bigger are you predicting an underdog story of sorts i would love to see an underdog story <laughs> i would love to see a, a guild of like i don't know 20 people that just have like a rotating ops group or something just come out of nowhere and just take the main win. Oh, uh, yeah, that'd be awesome. That would be cool. Uh, a good underdog. Who doesn't like a good underdog story, right? Yeah. Um, all right. So I guess, I mean, we'll have more details to come for sure. Uh, but I think that's I think that's a good move. Um, people are already asking, when's PvP coming? I imagine they're going to get there. Um, people may have their hutball tournaments uh, after all. Who knows? So I think they're really going to have to figure out their you know, uh, class balances and stuff way before they do all that. So, uh, they're working on it. It's all coming, which we'll talk about in a second. So next thing, grand acquisitions race. Somebody posted up basically, um, they've been playing this game a long time. Um, and they have seen pretty much every live event return, but they haven't seen the, uh, grand acquisitions race, which most people call the Chevin event. Right. 
Um, mm-hmm. I, I I don't know. I enjoyed this event, but we'll talk about that in a second. But so Eric Musco came on. He basically said, uh, "Good question." Um, I know folks have fond memories of the Grand Acquisitions Race, sometimes called the Chevin event, and have asked about a return. Um, as some have already alluded to in the thread, we didn't build that event with the intention of being a recurring event and currently do not have plans to bring it back. Uh, should that change, I'll let you know, but I don't believe it will. I expect that event will stay retired, which I don't know. How do you feel about that? Did you dig that event at all? Yeah, it actually, it happened when I was on a road trip, so I didn't get to play it all that much. So I just, you know, got the beginning stages of the stuff. But it's, uh, you know, I always like new content, and events are always fun. Um, I just, the the one thing that sticks out of me is for some reason I remember there being, um, there seemed to be a lot of uh, ambivalence to it. It wasn't, it just didn't seem as it was grabbing a, a lot of people's attention like other events. Yeah, and I mean there was some flack for it, and you know they did kind of say it was going to be a one-off event. I, I don't know. They and then they, they kind of go back and forth with it because sometimes they say they don't want to make sure con- they don't want to create content never to be used again. Yet here they are never using this content again. So I don't see what the harm is in bringing it back. I dug it. Some people liked it. If you don't like it, don't play it. Like I mean I can't remember the last time I've done Bounty Contract Week, but I mean it comes back every month. So whatever. All right. Anything else on that? Nope. All right. So the other thing that came up is somebody brought up something we talked about, I think, in our first episode was uh, talking about 12 times XP. Um, And someone said, didn't some dev mention to add the 12 times XP boost for class missions from the SOR pre-order bonus to a legacy unlock? Um, When can we expect that to happen? I just PvP and don't want PvE. And don't want to PVE for a month to get a new character to level 60. So Eric came on again and said, basically, putting 12 12 times XP as a legacy perk is definitely one of the options we discussed among many. I believe uh, that is what, if I could read, I believe that is what we have talked about in the past on a stream or in a cantina. That was one of the possible options. As far as I know, it is not currently planned to implement as far as a legacy perk at this time. I... I still firmly believe that it should be a legacy, whatever they deem the max is. If they, even if they do like legacy 60 as a max, bring that back, you know, and say, once you get to legacy 60, you can have 12 times XP for your alts. I still think that would be amazing. Um, some people in the community, including red on a teeny cast. I just listened to it yesterday, I believe. And he basically said, that's one of the worst things that, that he thinks they could do. So I don't know. What do you think, dude? I mean, we've kind of talked about this, but what do you think? Um, you know, 12 XP was was kind of cool when we were doing it, but, it, you know, for me, I like to do all the... I'm a completionist, so I like to do all the side quests anyway, so it doesn't really impact me too much. Um, but it, it is cool to, to realize that it's something we can take down from our wall of crazy and just put over because it's on the, uh, the official radar now for them. Yeah, and, and, you know, it doesn't sound like they're going to make a decision about it anytime soon, so I guess we just have to hope, I suppose. So, right. I mean, well, just, you know. I mean, at least they're considering it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd still like to see it. I, I, I think they, well, I already said it, but increase the legacy level and, and add that as a, as a high-end perk. I mean, another 10 levels, even 5 levels of legacy, as slow as that bar goes up, would take forever. So, I mean, that's definitely some incentive to run some more alts and see more content, you know, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. So, all right. Uh, The last thing in the news, the PTS uh, 3.1.2 is coming. 
uh, to the PTS. I think it's already up. Um, ton of class changes. They're still trying to tweak, uh, tweak the classes. There are some people complaining, of course, about the imbalance. You know, we we were uh, we'll talk about it in a little bit, but you know, Snave, uh, not Snave. Um, anyway, some people talking about. You know, the sniper, oh, it's bad feeling. Talking about the uh, the sniper is completely useless in PvP. Um, sages and Storks can't be interrupted. Um, you know, certain assassins are just unbeatable. I mean, you know, that stuff is always fun to listen to, <laughs> in my opinion. Uh, but the class changes are coming. They are listening, and they're trying. So I'll, I'll put a couple of the links to the threads. They're looking for feedback on the Shadow Assassin, Sage Sorcerer, and Mercenary com- uh, Commando. So, you know, the, the class changes, the class changes are coming hop on the pts i suppose if you're into that and uh test it out and give them feedback they're looking for it so just like with anything feedback is always good because it helps improve the product exactly all right so should we get to our discussion topic might be a short uh swap tour section this week sweet uh so we decided to kind of talk about uh our time on torocast uh last week uh about a week ago uh, we were on torocast guesting uh, <laughs> so overall, there were six of us, right? The usual people on Torocast, you know, Road, May, Snave, and Miner, and then uh, Will and myself. Uh, I I don't know, man. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it to you. What did you think? How did you? It was your first live podcast. It was my first live podcast, and it was a uh, kind of a, a little bit of a scary uh, proposition. Um, <laughs> but the uh, you know what I think helped it out was that I was uh, late. <laughs> I, I actually, thought I lost you. I literally was about to call your brother and say, find him. I think something's happened to him. I know. Well, you know, I actually, I have sleeping trouble. So I just, I didn't get to sleep until like, I don't know, seven in the morning that morning. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden I, you know, I wake up and I look at my clock and my alarm had not gone off or something. And so it was like 1215. I'm like, oh, sh- shnikes. <laughs> and I look at my phone and there's like 15 mixed missed texts and a couple of missed calls from Marshall who never calls. Yeah, and, I never call. Uh, yeah, never call. And uh, so I'm like, oh, shit, I'm late. I'm jumping on right now. And uh, But it was it was a really good experience. It was a lot of fun. I think the best part about you being late was uh, we were already running late and we had been in the we had been in Skype for like 40 minutes kind of BSing back and forth and, and talking and and so we were already starting late, and then uh, Snave at some point who was setting up the feed for the live stream, uh, he was like, he said, "Oh, is this everybody who's going to show up?" And we're like, "Yeah, I guess so. I guess so." And then like once Road started the show, like four or five minutes later, Will texts me and says, "Am I too late?" <laughs> <laughs> and and I put in chat to Road, I said, "Hey, uh, Will's here. <laughs> is it too late for him to get in?" And so we're all just kind of like, uh, Snave, you're going to be really mad about this, but can we get Will in on the feed? <laughs> he was he was really nice about it, and it was just kind of funny. Uh, but one of the things you said, or pretty soon after you got in, we were talking, you said something about Musco's pants. What did you say? Well, somebody brought up Musco's pants and just how small a man he is, and I'm like... Me, I'm I'm a large man. I mean, I'm I'm six foot three fifty, and you know, I could fit. And I said I could fit two of Muscos in my pants. <laughs> and then I saw I happened to have Twitter up, and I saw Courtney Woods was uh, tuned into the live stream, and she says, "Oh, I tune in just in time to hear about uh, Musco's pants or something like that." <laughs> 
Oh, it was hilarious. And then Musco chimes in and says something about his pants, and someone else comes in saying he had, you know, Musco's pants on his floor, and oh, it was great. Anyway. All right, so let's get this trending. So uh, next time, uh, anytime you talk about Swotor on Twitter, hashtag Musco's pants. Musco's pants. There we go. <laughs> anyway, no, it was a, it was a really fun time. So if you if you didn't catch it, uh, the latest episode of Torocast called "The Usual Suspects," which I thought was awesome, uh, yes. is is up. And you know, we we're on there. We we did talk Swotor a little bit. We t- we dived into pop culture. We. We had a heck of a time, so I wanted to give a big shout out to those guys and thank them again for letting us on their show. Um, and it was it was definitely something I'd love to do again. It was pretty fun. So. Yeah, it was a it was a great experience. And I mean, basically every single moment in this endeavor that we've been doing of podcasting and website hosting and blogging and everything it's it's a new experience with everything. And there's just one more thing that just makes me love this community that's been so welcoming. Exactly. So, uh, so yeah, definitely check out uh, that episode of ToroCast and, um, you know, let us know how we did. It was pretty entertaining. <laughs> and uh, speaking of community, uh, another shout out to uh, ToroCommunity.com. Uh, just as a quick side note, um, May, after we recorded that episode, went over and recorded uh, their first episode of Live from the Void Star. And then I think Snave has a video on there. Um, you know, it's a really cool site. Definitely check it out, ToroCommunity.com. Um, and I'm going to dive more into that site, too. Maybe we'll talk about it a little bit more next week. So uh, we're pretty much done with Swotor, man. I feel like, did we do it justice? I mean, how are we doing? Uh, that was pretty quick. We, uh, oh, it's only about five minutes shorter than normal, ten minutes shorter. Yeah. I guess that's true. All right. Well, anyway, so if you, are, if you listen to this part of the show and you are not a Swotor player and are interested in Swotor on any level... Uh, you can find our refer a friend links at the usual podcast.com on our about page. So we're about to get into the star Wars section of the show and hopefully my Wookiee roars or whatever I use as a bumper are not as loud this week. So here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'll use that. (laughs) That's me not being able to do a Wookiee roar. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even going to try it. Uh, I'm not even going to try it. That's ridiculous. All right, man. So, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. So, I feel like it's time. It's time to talk Rebels a little bit. But before we get to that, I think what we should do is um, I just really, really quickly. Last week, if you missed our uh, our episode last week, we we did talk about the Star Wars comics for quite a bit. And again, this is canon. Uh, we talked about Star Wars one and Vader number two under Marvel. Uh, and I just picked up Vader number two a couple of days ago, and last week we did have a conversation about digital versus hard copy. I'm still waffling a little bit. Um, I know you haven't read Vader number two yet. I did. We'll probably talk about it next week. But um, I bought the digital version, man. Really? <laughs> well, look, I'm having a hard time. I was at work, and I knew that I wanted to read it before we recorded. I didn't know if I was going to get down and get down to my local shop to buy it, the hard copy version. So I bought it digitally, and I read it. It was really good. But I'm thinking about going down and buying the hard copy. <laughs> well, me, I, I'm sticking with the digital, but um, my brother is, uh, I've gotten my brother into him, and he's reading him with his two kids. And so we spent his lunch hour a couple days ago trying to run down a copy of the first Star Wars Cool. Um, which is hard to find right now, and uh, we went to two local comic shops and a bookstore, and nobody had it. 
Really? Um, and it turns out that they're about to do a fourth printing. So we're, um, yeah, so wow. we uh, put it in order and he's going to get the first issue and, and everything. But he uh, he picked up that. He's reading um, Vader and Star Wars. He's looking forward to Leia coming out because then he can read that with his little his little girl. Um, yeah. But he did pick them up, um, two of the uh, the current issues of Guardians of the Galaxies. Nice. Uh, Galaxy, because uh, he's a... They are huge fans of that movie, so it's exciting that he's getting him into reading. Yeah, definitely. I'm really looking forward to Leia. Also, we did talk about it last week a little bit. Did we? We didn't do any predictions, though. I mean, well, we did kind of talk about it a little bit, didn't we? We did, but I'm 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 just excited overall for it. It's just cool to have yeah. a female centric um, Star Wars uh, line, right? And then we'll have Kanan Kanan up after that, um, and that's a good segue too. I mean. The Canon comic, I think, comes out in April. Um, I'm I'm making a concerted effort to kind of go back and make sure I have all the Canon, the new Canon, kind of soaked in. You know, uh, right. we did we did discuss how we didn't. Um, neither of us have quite got through Clone Wars. I'm gonna binge watch Clone Wars. I think um, I I got through most of the first season. For some reason, it just never happened to where I kept going. I know I would love it i don't know why i don't watch it probably because nobody watched it with me so i'm just going to put it up on my second screen and whatever i'm doing maybe while i'm green it up this week i will uh, uh i'll definitely just have that going 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 so that's my goal is to is to catch up on that i want to read a new dawn when i'm done with we're strangely my wife and i are watching game of thrones and i don't like watching it if i haven't read it so i need to finish so i'm trying to finish uh, book three of that. I have like six hours left on the audiobook, and then I'm gonna go back, finish a new dawn, uh, which is the rebels novel, and then I'm also picking up. Uh, I also just picked up the um, trade paperback of Son of Dathomir, which is uh, the Darth Maul four issue Darth Maul um, comic. Picking up on the basically the screenplay that were never done for the Clone Wars uh, for Darth Maul. So right. I'm 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 really excited about all that, and I just wanna I just wanna keep it going, dude. I wanna I wanna make sure all the canon is in. The one thing I wanted to ask you, as far yes. as, as uh, yeah, as far as this goes, how do you feel about? I mean, we, I I I don't know how to phrase this question. We talked about Thrawn. We've talked about the EU a little bit, but my thing is now, how would you feel about going back and 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 reading any of the legacy stuff? Um, for me, it's just, there's such great, they're such great stories. And I mean, with authors like, you know, Michael Stackpole and Kevin J. Anderson and, and, you know, there's just so many great writers over there. You can't ignore them. And, you know, it's just, it'll, they're, they're fun stories. And the yeah. the cool thing is, is that because of the way that, that LucasArts had set it up is they were all approved by LucasArts, but they, mm-hmm. they said you you have to kind of stay away from this time frame, okay. right? And so they're either way before or way right after, after. Mm-hmm. except for the few that take place right around. But there's very right. few of those. And so I think it's it's kind of cool because th- I think the main reason why they decided to delineate between the canon and the legends is because they can still pick and choose what they want from the legends to use for future stories, but they're not handcuffed to them. Sure. So I don't think we should totally dismiss them because they could reappear whether it's uh, 
whether they reappear specifically as a Thrawn story or maybe Thrawn gets thrown in with a different story and you know what I mean? I do. <clears throat> and actually for me, I've, I, you know, like I said on a previous episode, I've listened to, you know, because I love audible, I should get the business sponsor, but anyway, <laughs> uh, audible.com. Uh, I just love audiobooks, and when I can listen to a book, I don't have time to sit down and read one, but if I'm washing dishes or, or, you know, walking my kids somewhere in a stroller, I can listen to an audiobook and, you know, and I can catch up. I've listened to all of the unabridged EU books on Audible, all of them. And so I love those stories. I'm, I'm secretly sad <laughs> that none of them will come to, on the big screen or whatever, but I hope they do, like you said, pick and choose from some of them. And, and, and they do make it on some level, but either way, they are good stories. So, I don't know about going back at this point. I would like to catch up on the current canon. We have plenty coming. We have the new uh, Luke Skywalker novel coming soon. Um, you know, we have new comics. We have, you know, Rebels. We have, I mean, the new movie. We have a lot coming. So Yeah, there's going to be no lack of new material. Exactly. It's going to be hard to kind of go back and catch up on the other stuff with this much content coming um, that's actually, actually canon. So, anyway. Uh, so... If you don't have nothing else on that, I think I think we should just get into our main discussion for this week for Star Wars, dude. Yeah. Um, so we both watch Rebels. And uh, Star Wars Rebels, if you don't watch it, you should be. Um, we may have some spoilers in here. So just as a quick heads up, uh, you know, you may want to fast forward a little bit. If you are planning on watching Rebels or a little behind, I, I feel like we'll probably be talking about the last couple of episodes for sure, considering the finale is next week. Yes. So... If you are at any way, shape, or form concerned about spoilers, I would definitely jump forward. And I will put the spoiler um, notes in the show notes. Just notes in the show notes. That seems redundant, but I'm doing it. I did it anyway. <laughs> so, um, so let's talk Star Wars Rebels, dude. I'm, I'm, I've been wanting to do this for a while now that we're both caught up. Um, we just, I just watched the latest episode with my kids last night, and that's the reason I've been behind is I don't watch that much TV with my kids. You know, we try to limit that screen time thing. So. Right. We we did catch up last night and I'm stoked. So let's let's do it. So um, any just initial thoughts on the series in general? I, I find it very entertaining. Um, it's a lot of fun, um, and I just love how they're you know pulling in a lot of the you know great characters. I mean, we've already seen you know R two D two three C P O three C P O C three P O. That's it. Um, Bail Organa. We've like seen. That. <laughs> we've seen Lando, and now we've seen the introduction of Tarkin. It, oh, it, there's man. just so many great characters, and it's, it's just kind of cool to see characters that have, you know, perished on screen like Tarkin, right. and to see him back when he was Governor Tarkin and just got promoted to Grand Moff. So it's just kind of cool. I I agree, and I, you know, uh, I mean, I'll talk about that in a couple minutes, but. I love the fact that they bring the other characters back. I mean, we've also seen Yoda. We've seen Vader, um, you know, and then these new characters. I mean, I mean, I think we should talk about that kind of the, you know, the crew, the crew of the uh, of the ghost. Um, some intriguing characters. It's a really nice makeup. Um, and honestly, I love seeing Tarkin on the screen, especially after reading the novel. Um, let me know when you finish that, because I definitely want to talk about that at some point, too. Um but yeah, and you know, some intriguing characters with the Inquisitor. Um, what kind of role, I mean, are there other Inquisitors? It really kind of opens up some questions and considering that this is canon now, what else can they what else can they do? We already know it's picked up for another season. Um, 
it's 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 very exciting to see and i have and i'm secretly kind of scared for what's going to happen in the finale i i hope they don't i hope they don't do what i think they're going to do and i'm and for my kids sake i hope they don't do what i think they're going to do but let's talk about that later so pers- on overall overall i i really enjoy the show it's something this is literally the first show i have been able to sit down with my kids and watch that is star wars i have tried to show them episode 1 um, I got to about Darth Maul and that didn't work out too well. Um, the Inquisitor is definitely on shaky ground with this show. Um, every time, uh, you know, I'm, I put the show on, the, my kids go, is the Inquisitor in this one? And I can just see the the fear, which is, it's, I guess it's, I don't want to see my kids afraid, obviously. But I mean, right. the the point of the character is to, is to, you know, instill fear. Exactly. So, I mean, I think that's, I think I mean, that's it's really the dark important. side's bread and butter. Exactly. So, I mean, there's something about this show that is really just doing it for me. And if the Clone Wars had done this, I feel like I would have, I would have watched all of them and I feel like it will eventually, but I had to kind of get there with this. I've been in since episode one. So, um, yeah, the, you know, talking about the, the scariness of the, the inquisitor. I mean, first of all, Jason Isaacs does a phenomenal job. That's um, so good. So and good. for those of you who don't know the name Jason Isaacs, you should. Um, he's phenomenal, and he played Lucius Malfoy in the Harry Potter movies. So, you know, he's already got that bad boy thing going. But seriously, I mean, he totally pulled no punches this last yeah. episode when Tarkin came in. So so uh, that's really important. Um, can we talk about that real quick? Just because we're jumping around, and this is crazy, and this is fun. So... <clears throat> so the scene I think you're talking about is when the Inquisitor really murders those two dudes. Yes. Um, that <laughs> I looked down at my ch- so uh, look the setup is basically the Inquisitor staying there. Tarkin is laying into two bumbling, you know, Imperials uh, who keep losing the rebels, and basically the Inquisitor lights up his double bladed lightsaber and and you don't see it, but they're dead. Yeah, they lost their heads. Yeah. So I mean, I. When I look, I looked down at my kids, and I was like, and, you know, they're six and three. And I looked down, I was like, uh, are we going to get through this? You know, that was a bit of a moment. I think my six-year-old was covering her eyes. My three-year-old doesn't seem to show any fear. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's getting dark. And that's, and that's kind of what I want to talk about towards the end of this discussion is how dark do you think it's going to go with this last, uh, this last uh, episode? So, well... With the last episode coming up next week, they've uh, they've already announced that Vader is going to be involved, which is very cool. So it'll be really cool to see Vader in cartoon form, and and that makes sense. I mean, yeah. it, it makes sense. I mean, like you said, with Tarkin coming, with Tarkin being in the last two episodes, obviously he's going to be in this last episode. Um, you know, they were pretty much arm in arm in episode four. So I mean, it does make a lot of sense. Um, it does, and with. You know, spoiler alert here. If you know, with Cannon being captured, yeah, we're past if, that, dude. Remember, spoilers. We did right. right. If it follows the <laughs> you know standard of what happens in the Star Wars universe, you know, the mentor is going to die at some point. I yeah. really hope it's not this episode. If anything, I hope they wait until next season if they're going to do something like that, because I still think um, the Pad One is still a little bit too immature to take on a mantle but he's obviously you know coming into his own as a leader in the last couple episodes what the this so i'm not really too scared about keenan uh 
too much. Well, but what's really um, has been really catching my attention all season long is Hera's shadowy uh, leader or Hera's yeah. shadowy uh, partner, Fulcrum. 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 Yeah. Let's, I'm sorry. Let's, let me. Every can I time, put that aside for a sec? Because I want to. I want. I want to go back to before I lose my train of thought on this other thing. Okay. Um, go ahead. As far as Kanan, I mean, I. Okay, so we're talking Dave Filoni. We're talking the writers are good. They know what they're doing. Freddie Prince Jr. is the man. I don't want to see him go away. I I, I agree one hundred percent that Kane that Kanan that um, Ezra is a little raw to be left on his own, but. Straight out of, you know, episode four, straight out of, you know, um, uh, what, James Cameron, not James Cameron, whoa, that was off, uh, <laughs> The Hero's Journey, straight out of, the, you know, The Hero's Joseph Journey Campbell. format, Joseph Campbell, there it is, Joseph Campbell's Hero's Journey format, I mean, yes, at some point, I think we're going to lose Kanan. I, if it is this next episode, I don't think my kids will watch season two. Yeah. I, I, two. And, that's, and that's kind of my fear, you know what I mean? Two things. One, if we lose Kanan, it doesn't necessarily mean we lose Freddie Prince because if nothing else we've learned that Jedi have, you know, spirit forms that can reach yeah. from beyond, so therefore it might okay. reappear. Um, if they tie this in with Fulcrum, who's to know that Fulcrum isn't a Jedi? Maybe Fulcrum Point. takes the 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 mantle of leadership if Kanan you know, even if Kanan doesn't die, maybe he's, you know, kind of just captured for the first part of season two. And maybe. Fulcrum comes in. I mean, who knows? It could be Obi-Wan. It could yeah. be, you know, there's so many people it could be. And I have some concerns for, and we can talk speculation about who Fulcrum is in a second. I just think I have some concerns for uh, for Kanan going so early, but mostly it's just because... The main the main thing is I think I think it's a little too early, but at the same time, um, I I think the crew. That's what I was gonna say. I honestly think that Ezra has had it. I mean, is this is this bad to say? Is that had it r- too rough? I mean, he's he has some. I guess a little bit of security with this new group. There are some few episodes where you know it was all fun and exciting, but now it's getting to where everything is hard again. He's lost his parents, you know. He's lost his master now. Um, I honestly don't know if now losing his master all the way and not being able to save him is what we need now. Right. Does that make sense? Totally makes sense. I um, okay. Returning back to 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 Fulcrum because yeah. of how in relation it is to Ezra. What if Fulcrum is Ezra's dad or his mom? I- yeah, well, let's speculate. Who could Fulcrum be? Was it a guy's voice? Was it a girl's voice? Well, with, you know, it, it's, voice, you, you could modulate anything, so it could be either. I mean, remember when exactly. the bounty hunter shows up with the uh, the thermal detonator in Jabba's mm-hmm. palace, so you think it's a guy, but it's actually Leia, so... Yeah, in this, in this universe, voice modulators are a dime a dozen. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um, the... the the funny thing is, what I would love is every time it mentions Fulcrum, I keep thinking Chuck. I do too, and I'll thank you for saying that. Oh my so god, that's I exactly would love what I was thinking. It. I would love it if it turns out Chuck. Zachary Levi is cast <laughs> as the voice, and he's Fulcrum. <laughs> That'd be awesome. 
if you're listening to me, uh, you know, <laughs> Disney XD yeah. and, yeah. Uh, you know, Zachary Levi's agent, you guys got, you know, prime opportunity to get something going there. <laughs> I, I, I kept Levi thinking Chuck already too, has man. a history with Disney. I mean, he played Flynn Rider, so. That's true. That's true. Oh, I love that movie. Um, all right. So, yeah. So, I like the idea of it being his dad or mom, um, Ezra, Ezra meaning. Um, I also have an idea, you know, could it be Bail or Ghana? Could it be, um, uh, you know, one of these other crucial Mon Mothma, some of these other crucial, uh, you know, re- early rebellion, old school rebels. Does that make sense? Um, yeah, absolutely. It, it does make sense. The, what I'm thinking is if it is his father or mother, I would love it that they are actually force that they are Jedi. Whoever, if it is his mother or father, that they were Jedi, and they weren't actually taken by the Empire, they disappeared because of Order sixty six. I like that idea. Yeah, I mean that's that, I mean that's just that's good storytelling right there. I, I dig it. Yeah, I don't know. I I think There's, that would work really well. I do like how the way that they set this up. It, there are so many avenues that they can pursue that still sticks with good storytelling. Exactly. Um, I mean, and what if it's, I mean, I like the idea of it being Obi-Wan as well. What's Obi-Wan doing? You know, uh, he's already shown up on the show. So is Yoda. I I can't imagine it being Yoda. That person seemed like a human, but, or a humanoid, not a tiny short dude, but. And of course, Hera also has a history of smuggling, obviously. What if it's Han? Lando. (laughs) It's not Lando. (laughs) Sorry, I had to throw Lando in there. What if it's Han? I mean, how badass would that be? You know, I mean, and I'm with you who and I haven't read A New Dawn and I really want to read it before I watch. And I can't imagine me watching it before we record again, depending on when I watch, you know, with the kids and stuff. Um, So if we don't talk about the final episode next week, we'll definitely do it the following week. Um, And I want to finish A New Dawn before almost kind of before I watch the final episode just to see if I can pull something out of that. Uh, And I, 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 I we have to think about Hera, don't we? We have to think about Hera and and who she would have contact with, and the only way I would know more about Hera is if I had read that book. So, yeah. I mean, with Fulcrum, it obviously is a connection to Hera. It's not a connection to Kanan. Right. Yeah. And and Fulcrum's been pulling the strings. It's very obvious. You know, there's that episode where Sabine is trying to figure out who Fulcrum is, and and you know. Hera is being as cagey as possible about it, and it doesn't go very well, and she ends up just kind of going with it. But, but I honestly think, like, yeah, and there's something going on, maybe with Hera. I mean, think about it, and I and I want to talk about that last episode real quick. That moment where Fulcrum is basically saying, "Look, you're gonna do this thing because it's better for everyone. You're not gonna go after Kanan. You're gonna make sure that you go into hiding." And she just does it, right? Who has that much weight over her, right? Right. Well, not only that, the way that it's worded, it specifically says how important she is and how important mm-hmm. Ezra is. Right. And, and, and it's, it's so important. So it's not that, just yeah. Ezra. It's not just mm-hmm. Kanan. I mean, Hera is obviously important in some respect as well. Right. And Kanan's already revealed himself. Um, obviously, the Empire already knows he's a Jedi. They already know um, about that. Ezra seems to be the focus at this point as, you know... And that's fairly typical Star Wars, you know. The young Padawan is important. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't. I, I can't wait to find out what happens. But like I said, for my kids' sake and for my love of Kanan the character, I don't want to see him go. 
honestly. I'd rather him see him, you know, encased in carbonite or something until mid season two or something. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, I don't. I'd, I'd rather not see him go away quite yet. Um, I don't well, know if they're so, going to go there. There's so many devices in the the Star Wars handbook, you know, that that you can pull from to to get somebody out of the storyline continuum for a little bit. So there are yeah. definitely a lot of things to to look at. What do you think of the relationship between Sabine and Ezra? Oh, I'm glad they're you asked. obviously trying to throw some romantic <laughs> tension in there as much as they can for a Disney XD cartoon. But the fact is, she's so much older. But in the history of Star Wars, again, there's yeah. the history of the older woman and the younger guy. I was just about to say the same thing, and I and and okay, so Ezra is what ten, eleven. I would put him ten to twelve, right around there. Ten to twelve. Sabine, maybe she's not probably eighteen yet, but I'm maybe saying just sixteen under. to eighteen. Okay, so we're a few years difference, but you're right. I I mean it's it's a little it's a little weird, but that's Star Wars. We kind of seem to have these older women going for younger guys, kind of thing. Um, I don't know. I think it's a little weird sometimes, but I think it's kind of cute. You know, it is, it's, the thing is, it's <laughs> mostly told from Ezra's point of view of puppy love, right. and Sabine's right. like just the the nice older person. It reminds me a lot of when. Uh, you know, when uh, they first pick up uh, Anakin from Tatooine in episode one, yeah. and he's just, like, infatuated a little bit with, with Padme. Are you and an then angel? The, yeah, exactly. And then at the beginning <laughs> of episode two, she says, oh, you're still that, you know, cute little boy I met on Tatooine. And, exactly. And everything. And that's kind of the way that Sabine treats Ezra, so. But I, I, I have to imagine season two, I'm, I'm going to just call it halfway through the season, They've caught up. I mean, are they going to age Ezra? I mean, are they going to jump for season two? Or are they going to jump ahead a few years? I know they can. They can play with that. That they have a little. They have several years to play with. Mm-hmm. They could jump ahead a little bit. Ezra can be, you know, young Anakin age and and you know eighteen or whatever, and then it, then then it doesn't matter. Right? Well, it really, doesn't even need to jump that far ahead. What if it? What if he, he's twelve and she's sixteen? Jumps yeah. forward to fifteen and nineteen. You know, right? That That's would be true. acceptable. Yeah, and and you know, I think it's cute and I think it's a nice device for the kid because it's a distraction. It's I mean, again, the kids had a really crappy life. I think that uh, you know, having someone like Sabine who obviously, you know, pardon the pun, is colorful and um and very, you know, kind of rebellious a little bit. Oh god, that's too. Uh. Anyway, um <laughs> a little bit on the <laughs> that's nose the dog there, my fish friend. head talking. <laughs> Anyway, I, I, I don't know. I think that the relationship is cute, and I think that it's important for Ezra to have that. I don't want him to lose that, if that makes any sense. Right. Um, but I'm also still wondering why we can't sync the ages up a little better, <laughs> you know? I know um, right? And also, there's not much we know about Sabine at all. Um, and I, I wouldn't mind. I don't know if she needs her own comic, per se, but I, 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 it would I'm be. I'm wondering how the heck she got this Mandalorian gear. But that's my thing. Like Mandalorians are usually grizzled veterans in battered armor, you know, and she's young. She's got this armor. She's, you know, so I, I wonder about that all the time and I would like to get more of her backstory. We don't know much about her really at all. Um, she's like pretty much, well, besides, I guess, Hanan and, and uh, Kanan and Hera, we've gotten, I guess through a new dawn, but you know, Sabine's one of the ones we don't know much about at all. Um, it would be nice to get more of her backstory before anything more develops with her and Ezra. I think it would great. It'd be great to have her as a uh, as a one shot 
comic or maybe even a limited run of four. Okay. That would work to help uh, pull off her storyline. Yeah. I mean, I imagine they could do some. They're going to do something in season two. They have to. They have to kind of flesh out these characters a little bit more, um, especially uh, with. Um, I mean, Sabine for sure. Uh, we did get a little bit of Zeb's backstory with uh, Agent Callus and that kind of thing. I, I, that was one of the more powerful episodes. I think that was the third or fourth episode. I think, um, and man, that was a good. I, that was one of my favorites. Um, right. Mostly because you did get that that story, um, that backstory for for Zeb. Um, all right. Well, shoot, we were all over the place, rebels wise. So what? <laughs> so let's. We we did some predicting. We did. We we kind of talked about what we liked. Um, I don't know anything else rebels wise we want to talk about before we before we move on. No, I think we've uh, pretty much covered everything. All right, man. Um, I, I just one of the things, like I said, um, we definitely will talk about the finale if we can sync it up. It'll be for next week. If not, uh, definitely the week after. So. Uh, cool. If you have not watched Star Wars Rebels and you're listening to this and you've listened to this whole spoilerific ramble, <laughs> it's still worth watching. <laughs> watch the show. Watch the show. All right. So let's move on to uh, geek and pop culture. I think we're done with Star Wars, my friend. Yep. Let's move on to section three. Cool. It's all you. I'm sipping my beer. What the hell is going on? It's Cheryl. She's in the cockpit. I think she's trying to kill us all. Oh, good. Woof. For a second there, I thought I drank too much. All right. Uh, sorry to start it off on a sad note, but I'm sure all of you guys know that last week uh, Leonard Nimoy passed away. Ugh. What do you think about that, my friend? Uh, you know, I got it. You know, I got it. I, I got the... Actually, it's funny. I got a push notification from Twitter right before teaching um, second period, I think, on Friday. You know, and I'm going into teaching my students and I'm like, and I found myself, I mean, sad. I mean, obviously the man has had a long life. He's done everything. He's an icon, geek culture, Star Trek, obviously. But, you know, it's amazing how hard celebrity deaths can be if they've been part of your entire life. I mean, I've known who Spock was since I was a kid. You know what I mean? And so it hit me kind of hard and I, you know, I got through it. I told my students and they know what the heck I was talking about, but it felt better to to say it. So, um, you know, uh, what about you? Um, you know, if, if for anybody that, that read my, my blog this last week on the, the important universes in pop culture, I pointed out that, you know, Star Trek, I'm not actually a huge Star Trek fan. I mean, I know the, the main characters and, you know, obviously I know Spock and everything, but the one thing that, that Star Trek does almost better than anybody else is point out the importance of its relation to the physical world, of its if its cultural implications of race and gender and 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 everything and Nimoy's a big part of that. And you know, it just shows how the actors of Nimoy and Shatner and, you know, Takai and uh Takei can can really expand beyond their limits of the role to become a personality in and of themselves. And, um, you know, it's just great that, you know, and then he was brought back for the, for the reboots. And, uh, you know, I don't know how apocryphal it is, but, you know, hearing that his last words were live long and prosper. (laughs) Of course, you know, the, the cynic in me is just thinking, uh, okay, you know, I think I much would have preferred if, you know, I just would have, blown everybody's mind by just saying you know tell my dad i love him <laughs> I'm like, right, right exactly i'm like spock <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
No, it, it's it's interesting. I I'm a I think I'm a little bit of a bigger Star Trek fan than you. Not to not to say I'm better than you or anything, but I, uh-huh. I honestly I was a, I was a really big fan of the Next Generation. I've seen all those episodes multiple times. I, it used to come on every day, you know, and I just watch what everyone was on. And um, I I was a big fan of the Next Generation. The originals, not as much. I did like the movies were good. I I loved when Spock. And um, Shatner, you know, when Shatner, when Kirk and uh, Spock came, you know, what is it? Um, and, you know, obviously he gets some criticism, but what is it? Uh, one of the Next Generation movies, they both showed up. I can't even remember the name of it now. Uh, It'd be Generations. I, yeah, Generations. Uh, I love I those movies. I, I love the Next Generation. Picard is my Spock kind of thing, you know what I'm saying? I did watch uh, Deep Space Nine as well, but... There's something about that universe that I really dug. And, you know, obviously we get Will Wheaton from that. We get Leonard Nimoy. We get, you know, all these things. And, you know, uh, so, you know, we get Patrick Stewart. I mean, I just, so, I mean, but think about it. All these these universes are, are, it's just such a big deal. And I'm glad that he didn't die, you know, tragically at age 50-something. And that he lived to 83. He, He is a really huge deal and i love seeing on twitter all of the because uh, there's a con going on right now and um oh and in star trek online i know i'm jumping around a little bit but in star trek online i saw a picture today of a, all, a bunch of characters standing around um in a moment of silence for for leonard nimoy i mean it's just it's really cool and it just shows that someone who was a you know played a role for many many years and I'm sure he did other thing other things but it's 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 really going to be sad without him, you know. I just yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So you know, no easy way to segue on to, to happier news, but I I had the honor this week. I'm in a, uh, you know, as as I'm sure you guys have figured out from past podcasts, I'm finishing up with school this year, and I'm taking a a storytelling class, and we had the honor of having um, a gentleman by the name of John Stonier. Uh, come and speak to our class and I got to meet him and shake his hand and he's great and uh, you know it's one of those people you don't know his name but you know you do know his work you know to borrow from Ralph Garman but he um, <laughs> he was a camera operator uh, director well is he's still alive director of photography and <laughs> cinematographer for some of the biggest things you, I mean he did uh, Rambo he did Midnight Express uh, he did Pink Floyd's The Wall he did uh, Life of Brian with Monty Python um, wow. You know, he's done so many things, um, and he just, you know, lives near the town where I, where I live now, and um, it's it was just an honor to, to meet somebody in the industry that just had that much connection to so much pop culture history. That's the one thing I miss about not, you know, no longer being in college, and one of the things I loved about college, you never knew who you'd meet, what professor you'd have, and who that professor knows, and what that person could bring to your class and that's that's really freaking cool meeting somebody like that man so it was well actually you know the the reason why he was able to come in is because my f- professor is a great guy named uh, jack Phelan, and he is also a filmmaker and he actually awesome. uh is from texas and he went through the university of texas um arts program uh at the same time as you know robert rodriguez and Richard Linklater, and so he knew Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger and, you know, all these people. So, of course, you know, he's, he's good friends with, with a lot of these people. And so he's pulling for, of course, Boyhood to sweep the Oscars. And 
<laughs> and all that stuff. But he was telling, you know, great stories of, like, you know, Robert Rodriguez when he was trying to get, you know, like uh, El Mariachi made, he said, okay, well, what can I do? So he actually, he checked himself into, like, a hospital that was doing, like, you you could get tests done, right? And you would get paid to do the, 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 the test done. So he would just do his writing in the hospital when he was you know, collecting, uh, you know, money for getting all those tests, and he went down to, to Mexico and did the film and ended up being Breakout, and it was great. That's um, awesome. But because that, you know, it actually got me that idea, I'm actually writing a, a screenplay based on Matthew McConaughey characters. So nice. it, it is no, I can't cool. wait to see what happens with that, dude. I'm very excited about that. Yeah, I might touch <laughs> on it in a later episode, but, you know, you don't want to jinx it, but it's a really yeah. cool, interesting concept that uh, that I'm excited about, so... Awesome. So we'll we'll see how that goes, but that that naturally brings us into the Oscar recap. Um, well, and and real quick, dude, as a writer, I really want I I wish you the best of luck. Writing is hard. I'm in the revision stage right now of my own novel, and by the gods, man, it's a daunting task. So, you know, get it get it <clears throat> you know get it done. Best of luck. I I you told me the premise. I'm I'm pumped. Pumped about <laughs> it. It is definitely uh, interesting. Should, dare I say I'm in? I'm in. <laughs> Drink. <laughs> um, Drink. But yeah, right, if, you, if you listen to last week's episode, we uh, we talked about my predictions for the Oscars, um, which were not good. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up getting ten out of twenty four right, which uh, um, some people would say, you know, hey, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Me, it just means I need to watch more movies. So I wouldn't say that, dude. I would just say math is hard. <laughs> math is hard. I mean, um, maths are hard, dude. I don't know what that means. Ten out of twenty four <laughs> sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> it's an F. <laughs> But, um, it, yeah, so, um, but the the thing I found most interesting about the Oscars was that it was so spread out. I mean, you had Birdman did really well, but, you know, you had different movies winning Best Actor and Best Actress and Best Director and Best Supporting Act. You know, they were all coming from different movies, which was phenomenal. And it just got me thinking about um, sweeps and how rare they are. And how, you know, an, an Oscar sweep is best actor, best actress, best picture, best director, and best screenplay. And it's actually only happened three times in history. And it hasn't happened hmm. in the last 23 years. So it's just, it's... What? Yeah, the, the only three movies ever to sweep the Oscars was uh, It Happened One Night, an old Frank Capra film with Clark Gable. Okay. Um, uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest in 1975 yeah. with Nicholson. Okay. And then um, Silence of the Lambs. Really? Yes. Huh. Be- because you usually get, I mean, like, movies that come close, like, say, Titanic, right? Yeah, I was going to say, there's got there's been some close ones. Yeah, I mean, Titanic won Best Picture, Best Director, Best Screenplay. It was nominated for Best Actress, but it couldn't sweep because, you know, DiCaprio didn't get nominated for Best Actor. You right. know, you've got movies that win 13 awards, like Return of the King, but they do that by not having any acting nominations you know what i mean right. so yep. you know there it's it's so hard to have such a well-rounded well-written well-directed well-acted movie to to be able to sweep so cool yeah so i'm uh it was just really kind of nice to have the you know spread the wealth you know what i mean totally so it was cool um what what did you think about the oscars i didn't watch them <laughs> i had I, I i actually had zero desire to watch them I find and look, man. I love movies. I didn't see any of those movies, and I have a really hard time watching award shows, mostly because they're super, 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 super long, super long. I do grant long. you that. 
They're long, and in my opinion, I mean, I, I'm sorry, dude. They're hella boring. So boring. <laughs> Um, so I, I can't, I can't take it. And honestly, if you, if you're like me and look, I love that you love the Oscars. I've known you 16 years. You've never not loved the Oscars. You never not watched the Oscars. I know I'm an English teacher. I'm saying terrible sentences. The point is, is that I, I support your love of the Oscars and I'm glad the Oscars exist. But if you're like me and you're a Kevin Smith fan and you listen, listen to the latest Smodcast, they talk about the Oscars. It's, it's pretty funny. Uh, so I just, I'm gonna leave it at that because I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, no, I'll, I'll actually touch on this because, um, I actually, you know, for those of us who follow us on Twitter, I, I live tweeted the Oscars. You did. I did. And it was, uh, definitely an experience cause I'd never live tweeted anything, any event before. And I decided to choose something that was lasting almost four hours. Yeah. Um, but it was really kind of cool to just be on Twitter following it and finding, you know, seeing comments that, you know, Kevin Smith was making or. You know, someone else. And so it was just kind of funny to see his really um, cynical comments coming through. You have to listen to that Smodcast. It's it's hilarious. It's not even an hour. It's not it's not even an hour. All right. I'll check that out this week. It's pretty funny, dude. Anyway. But yeah, I mean, I, I appreciate your tweeting of it. And I, I guess some um, poor and I love Neil Patrick Harris. I think he's amazing. I think he's he was hilarious. great. And I loved him. And, you know, the wife finally got me watching How You Met Your Mother or How I Met Your Mother. Um, I liked, you know, uh, what's the, the sing-along? Dr. Horrible. It's great. You know, I even watched um, Doogie Howser back in the day. You know, I, I, I like that guy. Uh, he, I guess he got a lot of flack, and I feel kind of bad about that. Smith no, was he, about I it. thought he did a great job. I mean, obviously, he, he's been, you know, hosting the Tonys for a number of years. So he comes from a, right. definitely from a song and dance hosting background, but I mean, Billy Crystal did the songs too, True, but I think like he had no problem pulling punches. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. there's kind of a, a whole thing going around that, that this was a very whitewashed, you know, Oscars because Selma wasn't as uh, celebrated as it could have been and went on. So, you know, his first major joke, he comes out and says, you know, Welcome to the Oscars, where we celebrate the, the whitest, I mean, excuse me, the brightest <laughs> of this year's, and it's just like, you know, it was it was a great way to get that tension out of the way, For sure. but, you know, he's still getting some flack, but I, I thought he did a, a phenomenal job. Yeah, no, I'm, you know, like I said, I'm not an Oscar guy, but, um, you know, like I said, I, everybody, you know, I'm glad it exists, you know, and I, it does make me, there's a couple of the movies playing, there's whiplash and something else playing in my even my local theater so i might go see one of them just because yeah and i I think we do have to touch on how awkward john travolta is right i did see some of those pictures on twitter it's it's so weird it's it's just so weird that you know (laughs) i go up and i touch him and it's like a boo <laughs> Dude, seriously, I would not let my daughter or son or anybody in my family go near that guy because he's just so weird. So weird, dude. So weird. Anyway, yeah, if you don't listen to Hollywood Babylon, there's a certain episode, what was it? Uh, it was a few episodes back where he did something weird. Somebody came up to him. Oh, he was in a gym. Remember the guy in the gym? Oh, what's up with the guy at the gym? Yeah, those, uh, so there was a guy in the gym, and I guess Travolta came up and was like, talking to him and, and this, this just guy's like, like three o'clock in the morning yeah he's like so why are you talking to me john travolta so it was really very strange so yeah that guy's a little off man it was i mean so not weird. everybody in hollywood is super solid man i mean we got you know there's some strange ones out there so yep 
let's do a little bit of news. We only have uh, one little bit of news information this week, and it's just yeah, that uh, there is going to be, it's been announced that there's going to be an Adventure Time movie. Oh, that's awesome. Um, I actually don't watch Adventure Time. It's something I've been wanting to, but, you know, I have so many things on my agenda to watch that some things just have to fall through the cracks for now. But uh, yeah. it, it's kind of cool that it's just they're starting to put a lot more stuff in, onto the big screen that you normally wouldn't expect. And what I love is that one of the main producers is going to be one of the guys from the Lego movie. Nice. Yep. Yeah, I I actually, I actually like Adventure Time. I've, I haven't watched a whole lot of episodes of it. Um, mostly because I'd like, you know, my, I don't think it's very appropriate for my children. And it's one of those ones I used to watch a lot of adult cartoons back in the day. Now, pretty much all I watch is Archer. But I would like to get this in my rotation. Actually, a huge fan of Adventure Time is Jeff Hollis from the Swotor community from Tor ah, Wars. Yeah. And so last year when we were at San Diego Comic-Con, they had this really cool little Adventure Time take your picture with different props thing going. And so a couple of the pictures I took last year are me and Deirdre and Jeff and their kids Sam and Olivia and their kids Sam and Olivia. We were all like posing with Adventure Time things. It was really cool. So it kind of every time I see him tweet something about it or talk about it, it makes me want to go back and watch it. So I would like to watch the series and I'm stoked for the movie. I'm glad that's happening. It's a cool series. All right. Um so for this week, um I watched uh, a couple things um that I want to let people know about. Archer of course has been fantastic. Um, have you watched uh, this week's episode yet? Don't you dare spoil the last episode for me. I have well, not watched the last one yet. And if you... Oh, my God. I'm going to be so mad. I'm, I, wa- I'm literally wearing an Archer t-shirt right I now. I can't spoil it by... I can just say that the, the title of the episode is The Canes. So let's just put it at that. I'm very excited. I love that. I love that show. And if, if you listen to last week, our bumper for the pop culture section was a clip from Archer. I might find a different one for this week. But I'm really attached to the one I put in from last week. So... If you hear it again, if you hear it again, you hear it again. So there um, it is. And then, uh, you know, if you followed my weekly Top Ten blogs uh, since the beginning, uh, one of the shows that I said that you should be watching is State of Affairs. And even though it is getting middling ratings, it, it finished its first season with a major cliffhanger. So it obviously has uh, the... Uh, the Chops? Yeah, the well, I was going to say the balls to to do that. Cajones? Not, yeah, not knowing that it's going to have a second season or not, but the huevos and um, and uh, it's it really ended really really well. I really liked. It. I thought it just got better as the season went along. And nice. I'm not a huge Catherine Heigl fan, but it's just a really entertaining show. Cool. Um, other than that, the uh, the show that premiered this week that I watched was The Amazing Race. Are you in the Amazing Race? Is that show still on? It's still on. It just started its twenty wow. sixth season, that and is, I love that's it. Insanity. Well, it's insanity. just it, it, they go to the most beautiful places. It's just it's mm-hmm. so much fun, and this is really interesting. You know, they always do it's eleven teams of two, right? Well, what they did this season is it's six teams of two that have pre existing relationships, which is what they've done in the past, whether it be. Husband and wife, boyfriend and girlfriend, boyfriend and boyfriend, husband and husband, you know, brother and sister, father and daughter, it doesn't matter. It's a pre-existing relationship. Best friends. Um, but the other one is, is they've got five couples that this is their first blind date. What the hell? It's, it's five, um, it's five what? couples that they put in saying that they want to run it solo with somebody else that they don't know. And so it's really kind of interesting. 
It has to be a blind date, though? I don't understand. Well, they never met each other until they get to the starting line. Okay. So it's 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 four... That's actually somewhat intriguing. I don't is, watch the show, but I, I won't. It's, yeah, it's four male-female couples and one male-male couple. And basically what their premise is for the show is they're just saying, okay, well, who has an advantage? A couple who has... You know, an uh, existing relationship and knows each other be- well enough to be able to you know skip past the the you know little nonsense stuff, or couples that are just meeting themselves and don't have the baggage. Huh. That's somewhat. That's I, I gotta say, I gotta say it's somewhat intriguing. It's not. I, I'm still not gonna watch it. No. But I'm I'm glad you do, and it, it sounds is, cool. It is. I Let mean, me well, after 26 seasons, they have to definitely mix it up a bit to keep it a little bit interesting. Right. But uh, it's always yeah. definitely an interesting sort of uh, sort of concept, so I'm looking forward to that this season. Sweet, dude. All right, and I am going to finish off the pop culture section by talking about my my blog, the Weekly Top Ten, and I'm actually starting off a month long series. It's going to be four straight weeks of um, favorite book series. Cool. So the first uh, one is going to be next week. Well, it'll be the day after this comes out. So Wednesday, and it's going to be the action-adventure thriller genre. So there's going to be a nice uh, list of ten series that you should be reading from that genre. And then, you know, another week we'll have uh, fantasy and sci-fi and, you know, another one historical or whatnot. But if you have any suggestions, just uh, tweet me at IamWillGriggs and hashtag it weekly top ten. And uh, give me some suggestions on uh, what you think should be on these lists. Or if you have any uh, suggestions for genres for the next three weeks. Well, I have a couple good ones for the fantasy one, but you don't want to hear about that. No, I do want to um, hear it. <laughs> Doesn't no, I'll, 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 <laughs> I'll tell you some good ones, dude. So speaking of blogging, you know, hopefully uh, I'll get something together. I keep changing what I want to do. I want to do something around the comics, the Star Wars comics, and this is a little late in the show for that. But um, I'm hoping to put that up by Monday. Um, we'll have this show out on Tuesday, and then we'll have your blog Wednesday, and hopefully the flip side by Thursday. So, you know, we'll, we'll ha- we should have a good week next week. Um uh, can I add a couple things to this section real quick? Absolutely. Drink. All right. So, yeah, <laughs> there you go. Uh, absolutely. So the, the one thing, I w- two things I want to add. One is I just saw this today. Uh, apparently the Nerdist, which we kind of talked about last week a little bit. Um, you know, obviously, well, we've talked about it before. Anyway, the Nerdist does a, there's a Nerdist book club, apparently. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and this month. They're going to do Ready Player One by Ernest Klein. And speaking of books, if you've never read Ready Player One by Ernest Klein, I I cannot recommend it enough. Um, I actually went so far as reaching out to Donors Choose, which is like a teacher's website to get donations to for for uh, money for curriculum, basically. So I bought a bunch of novels. I literally taught this novel this year to my students for the first time. It went over amazingly well. Um, it's a dystopian novel. Basically, it's 2044, and basically there was a online uh, MMO, uh, uh, you know, an MMO that kind of took over the entire world. And the guy who ran it dies, and he leaves his fortune as an Easter egg within the game. And it's interesting. It's, it's probably one of the best books I've read in the last ten years. Um, I cannot recommend it enough. I'm actually thinking about participating in this, uh, in this book club, which is kind of crazy to me. Um, so I think the first discussion is next week. Um, I'll put a link in the show notes, Nerdist book club. They're talking ready player one again, can't recommend it highly enough. 
Uh, I've had several people read it. The audiobook, if you're an audible guy like I am, the audiobook is read by Will Wheaton. So, I mean, if you're not in by now, I mean, I mean, you're in, right? So, right. so, 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 so check the book out. It's, it's phenomenal. It's, it's a, it's a awesome read. A million 1980s, 90s pop culture references. Um, I, if you were born, if you were a child of the 80s on any level and you played video games or were part of pop culture at all, this book will be, is basically you. It's for you. So read it. It's a great story. There's even a little love story in there. It's phenomenal. I cannot recommend it highly enough. Right, so well, if, it's a, it's I'll let you know next week. If, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put that, in your, put that in your deal and, you know. If I if I jump in this book club next week, I'll talk about it next week. Um, all right, so that the you know since you were talking about TV shows, I was thinking about what I was watching this week. And I know you don't watch it, but I watch um, Parks and Recreation. Um, oh man, their last episode was this week, and I don't want to go into a whole review or anything like that. But if you watch Parks and Rec, uh, this last season, I can't. I Honestly, it's probably their best season, funniest season, most heartfelt, especially toward the end. Um, you will not be disappointed. If you put it down at any point, go back. The show's amazing. So they had their last show this week, so I just want to kind of put it out there and say goodbye to one of my favorite shows. My wife and I were like, wait, this is the last show ever? We didn't even have any idea. It was very sad. Oh, so. well, well, maybe this summer I'll try to, to binge watch it and get it done. Oh, it's, it's, it's phenomenal. You'll love it. You'll love it. You'll absolutely love it. See. <laughs> absolutely alright well that's there. absolutely all that I have for pop culture <laughs> this week and I think that's absolutely all we have for this show so thank you for tuning in to the usual podcast if <laughs> I'm laughing now so <laughs> we will of course and thank you for all the feedback we have received if you um, if you have any feedback definitely or comments or questions or you want to read the blogs discussed on the show you can find us at theusualpodcast.com Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com and find us on Facebook slash theusualpodcast, pinterest.com slash theusualpodcast. You can find me at Darth Pops on Twitter and Will can be found at I am Will Griggs. Of course, give us, the, give us the time and the positive rating on iTunes. Like and share us on all the social medias. And if you feel like donating and helping us out, we're going to keep going no matter what. But, you know, a buck or two will help. Uh, our donate button is on our website. So thanks for tuning in. And um, any any final final words, my friend? No, just that we will absolutely be seeing you next week. <laughs> I'm in. See you next week. Hey, pre-show. Pre-show. Oh, pre-show. <laughs> Dude, you've got issues. What, what? What, what? I always wonder okay. how that sounds. <laughs> no, you, you know what that sounded like was when uh, the uh, when the worm got into the Archer mainframe, the ISIS mainframe. <laughs> what, what? <laughs> what, what? Sorry, that one was all me. <laughs> Ready? Lemon face, lion face, lemon face, lion face, lemon face, lion face. Um, now the, 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 you know, I'm, I'm, I'm actually gonna. <laughs> Alright, I think I'm as ready as we're gonna be. Okay, hang on a second. <sighs> Sorry, just had one last big yawn. <laughs> I almost started right then, too. <laughs> I hate you so much. 
Uh, 